0: You are listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 2007 Frankfurt Avenue. For more information, visit us at circleofhope.net. Thank you for having me. It's good to be... It's good to be with you. Just being here blesses me. um, And... Like I said, that music was a gift to hear the voices all blended together. Our congregation in Germantown um, has been meeting in people's homes for this season of Advent. Prior to that, we spent six months meeting in the park, Fernhill Park in Germantown, um, outside, because the building that we had rented was not habitable. Um, so we've been spread out, and there's been a beautiful gift in that, actually, to be in smaller groups in people's homes for this Advent journey, um, but it feels really good to be a part of your Advent journey here. Uh, so we're with you as we walk through the often familiar stories of, um, in this Advent journey, because this yearly rhythm helps us to receive the fullness of Jesus' arrival again. And I I am longing for the Savior to be born into this moment right now. Jesus' redemption story is not just what happened then, um, but what is happening right now. God is redeeming the whole world. And the one who saves comes to us in human form. So I'm longing for that revelation of God to be that tangible, as tangible as some mints. (laughs) I wanna wanna actually be as joyous and um, concrete as holding a baby. I, I wanna hold hope. I wanna feel it. I wanna celebrate new life and salvation right now but I can't rush through the labor pains. These last few months, um, almost two years really, have been very painful and it feels relentless. Uh, I need help finding my way in God's story. Maybe you do too. And that's why we move through Advent slowly over the weeks leading up to Christmas, because we we are finding different entry points. We're listening for what God is doing. We're looking for the arrival of truth, of light, of life. So tonight we join Mary in, in the struggle of labor and the expectation of birth. Mary is most often depicted as um, serenely by the manger, uh, maybe with Joseph peering over her shoulder at the baby. But the more human that we allow her to be in our imaginations, the more she might help us on our own journey. So I'm imagining her this year exhausted. Um, Exhausted from travel making the best with what she has and covered in the mess of birth as she receives a child into the world. And even to get to that part of the story, um, a lot more happened. She and Joseph each had to go through their own process of saying yes to their part in what seemed Um, impossible in worldly standards. They had to choose each other in faith and persist despite judgment of friends and family. They had to leave home that was familiar and take a long and risky, uncomfortable journey only to find that there was no room actually, for them to take up any space. No one welcomed them. But they still created space to nurture and the tender, vulnerable child and trusted that God was providing for them. That's a really rough uh, reality to Mary's story. And that was just the beginning It was long and hard and exhausting. And Jesus is born in all of that. And the heavenly hosts declare glory to God in the highest and peace on earth. The the night sky led those who were looking. The ruler of the empire was shaken and angry. All while Mary nursed a little one, holding the Son of God pondering all these things in her heart. She knew the revolution had begun. This story of Mary is simultaneously so big and so small, so messy, and so overwhelmingly beautiful, full of sorrow and full of hope. So, if you are exhausted or overwhelmed, If you face rage of the powerful or feel afraid, if you have questions about what's happening or how all that has been promised will come to pass, if you are wondering how hope and salvation are birthed through the vulnerability of humanity, let's look to Mary together. Mary's God sees you. So let me pray for us. Oh God, you have given us Mary, the mother of Jesus, her ability to say yes, her willingness to participate in your story of redemption, gives us hope. Give us the courage that we need to keep saying yes, to to give birth to Jesus in tangible ways right here and now. In Jesus' name, amen. So the most obvious thing about Mary is that she gave birth to Jesus. I'm just going to stick with that tonight. Um, (laughs) Because I believe that we too can, as a community, um, give birth to Jesus. Someone said it on Monday night um, last week at our Marlton Pike congregation uh, meeting there. In the midst of this massive transition in the church, we are birthing something new and it is long and painful, but there will be new life at the end. May Jesus be revealed. I have given birth two times in my life. Uh, The first time was 13 years ago, and the second time was 10 years ago. So I'm no expert in birth, first of all, and there's a lot that I don't remember, even about my own experience. Um, But I can say that both uh, births of my children were a whirlwind. Um, They were both very different. My first labor to birth my daughter, Aaliyah, lasted 27 hours and so much happened with so much intensity for such a long time, it, it was hard to process. It was an experience that was so strong and so intense that it took me months, maybe even years, for me to work through what happened. The birth of my son, Isaiah, came much more quickly. And uh, while the midwife said to me, oh, you're gonna have this baby today, uh, we waited and waited for active labor to happen. And when it did, it went so fast that our doula was holding my son before, the waves of sickness hit my body. The the baby was outside of me before my body was uh, even still catching up to what had just happened. When you're laboring to birth something, it's not a neutral experience. Uh, It is a full-bodied, miraculous process in which one is not in control. And once it begins, there's no turning back. Contractions might start and stop, or um, labor could stretch out or speed up. But, and there are choices that we have in the process, but it's inevitable that a baby will be born. So from the moment that Mary said yes to the angel, may it be to me as you have said, she committed herself to a process where going back wasn't possible. Without knowing what the future would hold, she agreed to be a part of it. It wasn't clear exactly what God was going to do or how God would do it. And she got very little details from the angel. But she said yes to moving forward with whatever the spirit was going to do. She would work at it and participate in it and offer her very body for Jesus to be born. And what stands out to me, I find a lot of parallels to, in, in all of that. But what stands out to me specifically uh, this year is that Mary made sense of what was happening to her through what she already had of God's story— She had memorized scriptures. She had promises and stories and prophecies in her heart and mind that after she got the news, um, they just poured out of her. After she and her cousin Elizabeth greeted each other, Mary responded with a song. And her words that we... um, Did we read them earlier? Yes, we read them earlier. (laughs) that we read earlier. Um, I'll read them again. Those words are woven together from psalms and language uh, of the Hebrew scriptures that she had memorized. When Elizabeth says a blessing over her, Mary's, um, Mary made sense of all that was happening to her in terms of God's story and God's people that she already, of what she already knew. So I want to read through it together with you one more time. She begins with, My soul glorifies the Lord. This is a different version than what you have on the screen, but that's okay. Um, My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. And another translation says, With all my heart I glorify the Lord. In the depths of who I am, I rejoice in God my Savior. She begins this hymn of praise from the depths of who she is. Opening up the depths of who she was uh, meant that scriptures and promises poured out of her. Being filled with the story of God helped her to make sense of who she was and what was being asked of her and she was ready to say yes. Moving forward, she pondered the mystery that she and this child would be a part of God's plan to rescue God's people. She goes on, he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed for the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. Mary's alluding to Psalm 103.17 here, which emphasizes God's faithfulness in spite of human frailty to all those who fear him. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. She's weaving together the language of various psalms that she already has memorized in reference to God's vindication through judgment. These are psalms of hope that she has held on to and waited for. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but sent the rich away empty. This this emphasis on the exaltation of the poor and the humble and casting down the proud and wealthy, it resembles another praise song of Samuel's mother, Hannah, She, she had a miraculous birth, too, after being barren. And I love how the song of these women echo across time throughout history. Filling, filling the hungry comes from Psalm 107, where God helps those in distress because God has been merciful. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever just as he promised our ancestors. God promised to be faithful to God's people, Israel, forever. And because of that eternal covenant, he had made an oath with their ancestor, Abraham. She sang this song knowing that God would fulfill what God had promised. Mary knew this and claimed who God is So she had what she had. She had the prophecies, scripture, Joseph, the angel's words, the answer to her question, and a baby growing inside of her. All of that anchored her and sustained her for all that would come ahead. If we can follow Mary to hold on to God's story and find our place in it, then we have what we need to keep saying yes. Even in the midst of chaos and hardship, it opens up within us an imaginative space where connection with God grows, where hope is embodied. Who knows what will be birthed? The revolution is happening through Jesus and his followers. The Spirit of Jesus is in you and in us. Jesus grows in the very place of vulnerability that is beyond, in ways that are beyond our control. Those of us who have, may have decided uh, who God is or how God works will, will be surprised to find that God is breaking out of these confines to be born again, in our messy, painful process, in our questions, in the long journey that feels risky and unknown. Mary's story invites us to trust God, to see where God is going to take us, to let something new be birthed. There's no going back. We trust the Spirit to grow and to birth what we cannot control. We don't know where we'll end up and this but the the hope the advent hope is that a baby is being born one way or the other god with us is coming we are not alone so let us tend to the birth trust the spirit and keep making sense of what's happening in light of god's redemption story for the whole world jesus is the one who saves God with us, Emmanuel. The Lord is near. Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected to a cell, you can find one under our Connect dropdown at circleofhope.net.